In this episode, let's go 100% consumer advocacy and talk about defective paint. Like you pay the big bucks, you buy a new car. It's under warranty. The paint goes poopy in its trousers on basically every panel. And then you get the solid gold platinum label runaround from the dealer. What do you do? And is a full refund on the cards? I'm Julian Hogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. In addition to being the nation's most despised automotive investigative shitstirrer, which is quite uplifting from time to time, but no Christmas cards, dude, so there's that. Anywho, uh, website, card, Australia only. I've got a moment of zen for you right now from Ashley W78, and I think I speak for us all when I say do say hi to your parents, Mr and Mrs W78, Ashley, because you turned out okay, and you're not a bad photographer either. I do, I do find that quite uplifting. How can somebody do that? There's a caption that uh, is appended by Ashley W78 here. A pick for you, factory slash dealer fitted. Dealers fit that kind of shit, dude. Sister's car, no apostrophe, brackets, Mel was brilliant. That's a shame. What happened to Mel? Maybe we'll never know. Went to remove it at 4,000 kilometres to fit an off-road hitch. Oh, yeah. To say I was shocked was an under-space statement. And to Ashley, I would say, I like the pic, dude. I really do. But the punctuation in your email, it's up there with the assembly you've photographed. So, glass houses. Anywho, I do love the fisheye, though. Like, you can see all the people looking around over Mr W78's shoulder. They're all looking around, bent at the hip, going, yeah, that is shit. That is properly shit. Okay, even the formerly brilliant Mel there, presumably in pink in the background. So it's good to know that she's still around. Anyway, on this, I would say it's three fucking components. <laughs> like, how can you get it wrong? And nice job disengaging the flange from the tongue. Like, presumably they take the trouble to machine a flange into the friggin' toe ball for a reason. And lifting it up like that using the spring washer is just, well, it's, it's either brilliant or <sighs> words fail me, actually. I hate spring washers generally, but on toe balls, I, I kind of get why they're there, you know, because they're not exactly done up like a proper high tensile fitting, are they? So the spring washer might serve some purpose. And I'd further suggest that this kind of thing is emblematic of why everything needs to be over-designed because humanity just has that outstanding capacity for stumping up a better idiot, for just inventing a higher calibre of idiot every time we think we've reached peak idiot. There's a new, there's just another step. You never get to the summit of Mount Idiot is what I'm saying. Anywho, at least it wasn't used, hey, because no scuff marks. And now this, just in from Nick Papa Sergio, who should be, by rights, a John Wick-esque mafia hitman. <laughs> Again, agree. It concerns Nicky P's Y62 Nissan Patrol from 2019. 
Still under warranty, right? And even if he does come over and break my legs, I'm going to read it like this. From new, me car had paint flake chips and gradually got worse. I was told by the dealer to let it wait until it got worse. Dealers love that. Like paint falling off, let's do nothing. Sound like a plan? After hundreds of chips on the car all over every panel and then it was admitted by fault by Nissan Dandenong, saying the patrols had a paint issue and paint was chipping off to primer and in some places back to metal due to the paint being too hard and like glass. Like broken glass by the sound of things. Nissan Dandenong got the car full resprayed, closed door as they call it. When it picked the car up, it was so bad that all the doors had drips dried and paint dripping off the roof line and orange peel on entire car. Those bastards. I sent the car to IVIC inspectors and failed the car with over 40 major faults. Jesus. That's two inspectors with their shoes and socks off and still not enough digits to count the major faults. Go now. Nissan Australia with the panel shop and myself had a meeting and they all admitted fault and failure to repair the car correctly and did not meet any Nissan or repair standards. I have now been told the car will need a full respray inside and out again. I don't want this as the car is under new car warranty and it think it should be able to be given a full refund as the car does not meet any standards and it would not have purchased his knowing how bad the paint would be and having to be resprayed twice. What can it do from here? Here, watch your videos and thought of you straight away. Please help. Well, Nikki Pete, I'd be happy to help. And thank you for reading that in such an entertaining way. That's how I imagine you saying this. It's very hard to read everybody's spelling errors. Just try it sometime. So, at the risk of trying to be actually helpful here, I'd suggest that consumer law says that you're entitled to a full refund if there is a major problem. Okay, And the term major problem is one of those things that ultimately a court decides. But it's not like going to the Supreme Court, okay? Consumer court's not like that. It's actually pretty easy to get in front of some beak from the consumer court and put your case. But I would not do this unless I had spoken to a solicitor. So everybody in Australia who is in this position generally tries to weasel out of talking to a lawyer and I get that talking to lawyers is shitful. I get it. But from time to time you got to realise that you don't actually have an automotive problem dude. You've got a legal problem or you've got both kinds of problems and you already know everything about the automotive problem. You know that the paint's falling off. You know that the respray was shit. You know that it's not good enough, right? What you've got to fill in are the blanks pertaining to the legal aspects of this problem. So you've got to plonk yourself down in front of a solicitor. It doesn't have to be Denny Crane. It can be some decent local solicitor who's just got a grasp of consumer law and can lay it out. Because if it's a major problem, you get to decide if you want a replacement car or a refund in full. Okay, if it's a minor problem, then you've got to wear the remedy that they offer you. They've got to fix it, but the fixing it and the methodology of that is on their terms, right? So it's really important to get your head around whether it's likely a court is going to consider this to be a minor problem or a major problem. And I'd suggest 
and I'm not a lawyer, but I'd suggest that this is turning into a major problem because the paint on the whole car is already kind of major. It's not like a gearbox shitting itself because there's a procedure for replacing the gearbox. They can just unbolt it at the various points and put a brand new one in and whatever problem you had with a defective gearbox is then fixed. So a case could be made that a gearbox going poopy in its trousers is a minor problem because one day in the service department, take out the old one, put in the new one, Bob's your mother's brother. Not so much with the paint though, because you're not gonna get factory paint back, are you? You're gonna get a brand new gearbox in the case of the gearbox, but you're not gonna get the factory paint job. You're gonna get some dodgy crash repair kind of paint job. And I say this with all due respect to panel beaters everywhere who do a pretty good job, but you're not putting the factory paint back on, are you, right? And that's what Nicky P, the hitman, deserves, I'd suggest. And also, the fact that they have been unable to repair it at this point. The repair is not only warranted, it, there's a dodgy repair that has to be removed. And they're not going to remove all of that dodgy paint. They're just going to rub it back and then they're going to go again with another respray. So I'd suggest that you could probably procure the services of some independent expert, some panel beating expert who can tell you that this is a disaster. Okay, and what happens at Nissan head office, right? And Nissan is crap at customer support, in my experience. You might have had a good run at your dealer, and if so, then well done, okay? I'm very happy for you. But I have been contacted by a ton of owners who are just getting thrown under the bus by Nissan. I'm not talking about the dealer here, I'm talking about head office, okay? And my conclusion on that is, I don't think they're evil. I just think they're inept. And I think they think they can get away with treating people in this way. And part of it is just this disconnection from car owners. And this happens to a greater or lesser degree with most car makers, right? Because the senior executive management team in most car makers, they don't own their own cars. The cars are just a thing. They're just out there in the car park and they just decide which one of their range they're going to drive home today kind of thing, you know? They've got no idea, no empathy for what it actually takes to stump up the big bucks and lock yourself into a particular car for three to five years. They've got no idea about what that takes because they don't do it. They've got all the metrics on their customers, like our customers, patrol customers are typically male and typically 45 plus and typically have this kind of income and typically have, you know, 35 blue singlets in their fucking closet. Who knows? What they can't do is actually relate to you right? That's a problem. That's a real problem. And some car makers have it worse than other car makers. And I'd suggest that Nissan has it bad. They're not trying to fuck you over. They're just kind of the Keystone cops minus the humour, okay? And that does need to change. It really does. Because at the moment, the consumer law landscape of automotive in Australia is that we've got good legislation that's badly enforced by the sleeping fucking giant of the ACCC. They're just terrible at getting onto this kind of stuff. And this leads to a default culture out there among car makers that, you know, if you comply with consumer law, that's the same thing as excellence. Like, it's just not, okay? 
entry level of consumer interaction should be compliance with the legislation, and yet it's not. In fact, as a car maker, you can differentiate yourself from other car makers just by complying, just by giving owners the actual benefit of the fucking doubt from time to time. And I find this morally and ethically reprehensible if you haven't noticed, you know, at the risk of jumping up on my friggin' high horse about this, the car industry needs to get its shit together. And part of that is the ACCC needs to get out the barbed wire enema firing machine gun and just literally have a crack with it, you know? That would solve a whole bunch of problems because at the moment there is this asymmetry of power where it's really easy for car makers just to fuck you over endlessly because they've got money and resources and you're locked into this car and you don't have a whole bunch of additional money to dump on getting what's fair out of the legislation. So we need to address this fundamental imbalance is what I'm saying. A couple of extra things here. If a car maker can't fix a minor fault in a reasonable time frame, that's enough under the legislation to turn it into a major fault, which is the trigger for refund or replacement at your discretion, okay? And if they have three or four different cracks at it and they still can't solve the problem, then this also is a trigger to take a minor fault into the into the major fault big league, okay? And it sounds to me like there's already been two cracks at this paint job, right? Crack number one is, don't worry about it, mate. Just come back if it gets worse, kind of thing. And crack number two is the dodgy repair from hell, okay? You can't respray a car by just doing it with the doors closed. That's fucking absurd because the colour continues around the insides of the door frame and we're not talking about some 25 year old Yaris that we need just repainted for granny because she's only got you know two years left or something this is a virtually brand new car and it deserves a virtually brand new paint job and since you can't actually do that then it deserves to be replaced. This is, of course, subject to Nikki P going to a solicitor and getting proper legal advice about exactly where he stands. He should also get advice about how much it's going to cost to get that kind of resolution if they play hardball. But based on what Nikki P says here, surely if the world were fair, this is a car that's under warranty, paint shit itself, repair not good enough, how is he not entitled to a refund in full.